0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Charles Nzali, welcome to another episode of 8 Plus One The Classroom. My journey as a living soul is different from the next person's journey. Some people have a really smooth and easy life. Some people literally go through hell and back. This thing is is levels to this thing called life. Your journey, my journey, and another person's journey is completely different. But the end is what matters, the end of the story. See, modern-day media glorifies, modern-day media, I wouldn't say glorify, but modern-day media shed lights on stories that are downfalls. But stories that are, that come with the uprise are for the most part forgotten and not shared enough. Today, I have Brandy Martin with me. Brandy is here to, to share her story. I will let her share the story. What Brandy is going through A lot of people go through and don't come back. Brandy has dealt with addiction. Brandy has conquered addiction. Brandy has gone through hell and back. And today, Brandy is a manager, a wife, still beautiful, and an amazing human being. Brandy, welcome to 8 Plus One The Classroom. It's great to have you here. Brandy, uh, let's start with your upbringing. How was your upbringing like as a child?
1: I had my mom and dad um, up until the age of seven. The age of seven, um, my parents got a divorce. That was one of the toughest times for me um, to not have my father in the home with us. I was back and forth with mom and dad for a long time. And then I ended up teenage years um, deciding I didn't want to be with my father um, I wanted to be with my mom, and I was kind of a wild child, to the fullest, a wild child. Running away, I gave my mom pure hell. At the age of 16, uh, my mother and I had ended up getting into a fight. Um, I ended up at my dad's. Um, from there on, my dad told me I had to go back to school um, because I had dropped out. Um, so I went back to school. Went to Olathe North. Um, I graduated from there. At the age of 18, I decided I wanted to go move in with my kid's father. Um, I was 19 when I ended up having getting pregnant with my son, Avery. Um, shortly after, I got pregnant with my son, Emmett. Not even two months after having Emmett, I had Kinsley. And a year later, I had Kale. Um,
0: So you had those kids like almost back to back. Yes. Two months after having Emmett, you got pregnant for Kinsley. Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah, I had stair-step babies. Um, I stayed with my kid's father and his parents for a long time. We tried to get out on our own and stuff it worked for a while but um, there wasn't that support there either um i was working um my kid's father worked off and on um so for the most part i stayed with my kid's father having my children philip's mother which is my kid's father she ended up getting cancer and that was one of the most tragic things that we could have had happen in our lives for the kids and I. I've known my kid's father since I was seven years old. So um, she was a big part of my life for a long time. So that was like me losing one of my mother, you know, my mother. And so after losing her, I kind of went downhill. Um, I started using pills for a little bit
0: okay Amen. before before you uh before you get to that to the pills and stuff but I just want to backtrack a little bit right uh was the fight with your mother was was it is because your mom was trying to keep you like trying to straighten you out is that the reason for for the fights
1: I think we just both butted heads a lot um I wanted things my way. She most definitely wanted them her way, and I, at that time, I was going to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, I didn't listen to anyone at all. Um, like I said, I was, I was one of her first, her worst children that she had
0: nah, at that time. I don't think, uh, I don't think worst children is the thing. I mean, it's you probably from my tribe the tribe of the black sheep, you know, quote-unquote black sheep, but you're not a bad child. You know, you're just probably a little more stubborn than the other kids, but that don't mean you're a bad child. You're probably just, you know, just stubborn, just more stubborn than the rest of them. At that time, what was your relationship like with your siblings? My
1: older sister, her and I, we couldn't stand each other. We're 11 months apart, and we're like night and day, complete opposites. Um, we clashed on so many different levels. Um, my sisters, my three stepsisters, um, I was always the rebel. I was always fighting with one of them. It didn't matter which one it was, but I was always fighting with one of them. Um Jeffrey and Kobe, they're my youngest brothers, and uh, we we didn't have much of a relationship um, because they were a lot younger than I was. At that time?
0: At that time. We okay, were talking about
1: back then. Yeah. Okay. Um, Eddie and Lisa, they lived with my dad for the most part, so we didn't see each other that often. Every other weekend, we, we would see each other. But like I said, I was the rebel. <laughs>
0: I get that. I understand that. So, uh, so fast forward. Uh, your Philip's mother, who's your your kid's father, right? His mother passed away, and then that kind of threw you in a in a in a really dark space. Did before you started doing pills, did the your siblings and your mom and dad, your mom and your the rest of them, were they? Available could could you have gone back to them to your mom
1: at that time? No um, My my mother was in prison um, My dad My house had burnt down shortly after Philip's mom passed away and I had four children So that was a lot for me to bring on to my father Um And my stepmom. I mean that that was just a lot. So no, I kind of stuck it through with Philip and tried to make things work with him and I. Um, but after she passed away, she was like the glue to the family, and there was really nothing holding Philip and I together anymore. So we split.
0: Um, and here you are, split with four kids, right? A single mother, and you just went downhill what was that that experience like with pills and
1: um I was pretty bad on the pills for a while um and there was moments where I would get angry with my kids um just because they were being kids and I didn't have the pills or something and um, I had made a really hateful statement to my son one day And then I had to kind of rewind and see what I had really actually said to my child. And I think that was the day that I realized that I had a problem. And I left the pills alone. Um, And then shortly after that, Philip and I had split up. And I was working at Waffle House as a waitress. And I met another man. And I was completely, thought I was completely in love with this man. And I think he was probably one of my biggest downfalls. I had had, my kids had had to move in with Phillip's family because the house burnt down. And I didn't have a stable home at the moment. So my kids were in Springfield and I was here. Kinsley was with me for the most part. Um... And Scott and I had got an apartment together. and I knew that he had a past um, with using methamphetamine. Um, but I had never actually been involved or around it. So once we moved in together, he was he was using. and I was going to hair school. I was working and I was taking care of Kinsley. And I wanted to be around him. I wanted to have a relationship with him. And so there was one time I asked him to get me high. Um, And he did. And when I tell you that was probably, at that moment in time, that was the best feeling in the world. Um, I didn't, I used to say that I'd never get addicted to anything. But using it the one time, I was addicted.
0: Instead of chasing that high.
1: I started, yeah. yeah I couldn't stop. Um, I went from being 195 pounds. Within five months, I was down to almost 90 pounds. I went through hell with, uh, with Scott. Um, it got to the point where it started getting, getting abusive. And... My kids were there. Um, The morning I woke up and I wanted to make eggs instead of pancakes, Um, he came in and started hitting me right in front of my kids. And right then I called their father and I said, I don't care what happens to me, but come get the, come get Kinsley, please. Because she was, I mean, she was begging, Scott, please stop hitting my mom. And he wouldn't. Um, So he came and got the kids. And the police got called. And I told the police nothing was going on. when in all reality, every single thing that was in that home, I was hitting it. I, I mean, I weighed about 90 pounds and he could just throw me from one end of the house to the other. And at that time, I didn't want to leave him. I, I loved Scott. And so my kids went to their dad's. Um, I stayed with Scott. And shortly after that, uh, my addiction just continued to get worse. Shortly after that, um, we were being evicted from our apartment. Um, Had nowhere really to go. I started staying on my mom's couch. And um, things just weren't good there either. Mom was about to go back to prison. And so I really didn't feel like I had anybody. My dad, he kind of had to, he stepped back. Because he didn't want to be going
0: on.
1: How can you watch your child sit and hurt themselves? And there's nothing that you can do about it. I would call him because Scott would put his hands on me or something. And at the end of the day, my dad could have came and done something. But I still would have stayed with him anyways. It doesn't matter what anybody could have said at that time. I didn't want to leave Scott. And, uh, things with him and I just continued to get worse and worse and worse. Um, we became homeless. We were staying in our van, no heat. We had no heat, no nothing. And Scott was constantly doing, doing wrong to me. And I'm not going to say that I was a princess by no means, but, uh, he would put his hands on me and then we were constantly fist fighting with each other. To the point where um, my brother Eddie, he stepped in for a minute and tried to get me to come stay at his house. And I was there for a while. Um, I was I was clean for about a month, and then Scott wanted to move out. And we went and stayed at another house. <clears throat> and there, found out Scott was cheating on me quite often. Um, and I moved to, I left and moved to Fredonia with my brother. Um, there was a point in time I came back from Fredonia, went to back to Scott's house and him and I, I had found out that he was cheating again and i had had enough and I confronted the situation and I remember him hitting me in the head with like one of the little propane bottles that like that you uh, take on a campfire, Mm. take camping or something. Um, He hit me in the head with that. And right then there was something that I I really wanted to hurt him. Um, I had had enough of him putting his hands on me and beating on me. I waited till he went into the garage and I hit him in the face with a shovel. And I wanted to kill him. That I a person can only put up with so much. Yeah. And then right then that's when I had to really step away from him because I knew that if I stayed, I'd either end up in jail or dead, or he'd end up dead. So I left and I think that's when my using really got bad um i was out hanging out with just anybody. yeah
0: but i can confirm that the truth is that at the time i i was your manager right and it's days that i'll have to probably give you a ride to walk and today i might pick you up on the north side of Kansas, on the on the on the around state avenue in kck on the lower numbers all the way down and then the next day i might have to pick you up from a a motel somewhere it's it's never really one special place that i go to to pick you up every day it's like every week or every day you are somewhere else and but one thing that never really that always stood out for me was at this time your mom was also walking there but she always kind of had so much faith in you because she always will tell me that you know charles this is not my daughter this is not who brandy is i know brandy i know my daughter you know she she was hot seeing you at that stage just as much as you were hard seeing yourself going through that she was i know for fact she was she was just going through so much every day when she sees you. And then I, I remember even at that time, two of you don't even tend to get along too much, even at work at that time, because she was always trying to 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 be a mother, even at work. And you were trying to show her that, yo, back off, I back off, I got this. I know what's happening, it's, you know. But that is just your story. It's a story that so many people might be dealing with, and nobody is nobody is there by their side, or it's not highlighted enough. You know that is why I wanted to sit down with you here and have this conversation. You know what I mean? And uh, everything we have covered so far is the is the downside. You know, I, let's go to the happy, the happy stuff because there's always a happy ending. There is a happy ending to all of this, right? So at what point did you decide, I want to get clean? Or is it that you decided you want to get clean or is, is circumstances led to that?
1: Um. So I was staying in KCK. Um. And one of my best friends had come over to my house. There was probably about 10 of us in the house at the time. And um, there was this man that come over to my house and I didn't know who he was. And uh, my friend was shot and killed in my home. Um, I had to sit and watch this man take his last breath in my arms. And that was one of the hardest things that I ever had to go through. Um, And then I started staying in hotels, hanging out with all the wrong people, was dating this guy, and every day it was something else, and we were fighting. And um, I remember locking myself in the bathroom one day and I called my sister, my older sister. And I remember telling her, I just want it to go away. I just want it to stop. And at that point I didn't care if I died. I didn't care what happened. And I, at that time I was not a person to believe in God at all. But Lundy had sent me a song. It was a Christian song. Um,
0: What's the song that Lonely sent you?
1: Um, I Want to Be Different. I can't remember the the, the, man's, the man's name that sings it, but it's, a, it's, it's called I Want to Be Different.
0: You Want to Be Different.
1: Okay. Um, and I locked myself in that bathroom, and I pushed replay on that song over and over and over. That night, um, while sitting in the hotel, the hotel room was shot up. Um, so we left and went to a different hotel and two days later I was arrested. And that was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me in my life. I wanted to get away from it so bad, but I didn't know how. So I went to Johnson County Adult Detention and I was there 54 days. Um, my older sister, she would come up and visit me.
0: And since then, it's been uphill for you. It's been from one step to the next, to the next, into better things. You know what I mean? Like greater things in greater life. Talk about that.
1: So one of the hardest things that I had to go through while sitting in jail. um, They came in and told me I had court. And I was like, I don't have court today. And it was court for my kids. Um, They were taking my rights from me. So I remember... Being in there and I remember calling my mom and Lundy and just crying. Saying I need to be out. I need to be out because I don't want to lose my kids. Mm -hmm. Lundy, she went up and she was going to bond me out. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they made me stay in there. Mm -hmm. They couldn't do house arrest or something. So I had court the next day. I went to court and they postponed it. They, yeah. I think that was, a miracle. it was God's way of saying you need to be in here just a little longer. Mm-hmm. So I was there a little longer. Um, the next time that I had court, they let me out on probation. Mm-hmm. I left there um, and went to New Creation, Sober Living. Um, I was there maybe two weeks and I had court for my kids again. I went ahead and made the decision to sign my rights over on my babies because at the time I wasn't stable myself and sit and think about things it would have taken me about two years to get back up on my feet and it was selfish of me to continue to drag the kids through through the court systems when they had a beautiful, loving family that took care of them. So I signed my rights over on the babies. Um, and from there on, my thinking is, Eventually, I'm going to have my kids back in my life. Mm-hmm. It's not over with us, and I know that. So I have continued to stay sober, and they play a big part in that because I want to be the best version that I can possibly be when my kids do come look for me. Um, I left New Creation. I was there for about two months. Left new creation and went into Oxford, which is another sober living. But it's not as strict. Um, I started, I I was going to meetings pretty much every day. Um, And I met my husband now. He was in another Oxford house. And we weren't together but for maybe four months and decided we wanted to get out on our own and have our own house. Um, So that happened. And this is a scary thing at first because since... I got sober. This was the first time that I'm not staying under somebody else's house or rules and um but I will have to say that I've I've managed to continue my sobriety. And I started working back at Waffle House. And I was only there a couple of months and then they started coming to me with being
0: a relief manager. Yeah, cause I remember when you called me and said, Charles, uh, I need a, I need a job. Are you gonna hire me again? I said, Let's. What's a way? Uh, where do you live? You said you live somewhere around Shawnee, Tognauxi, which is not too far from Oleta and Bona. Yeah. So I said, let me call Catherine and t- tell her, no, let me call Vasa. Let me call Lavasa, because she just, I know she needs, she would definitely make use of someone like you, your experience, you know what you're doing. And then I called Vasa. and of course she was kind of stunting on me. You know, I'm, I'm telling her about you, and she's trying to, Be like, Charles, I'm tired of these people. These people don't come to work. Charles, I'm tired of these people. These people this. I'm saying, listen, if you don't want her, I'll send her over to Kansas Avenue. They'll take her. And then she was like, oh really? And then from there on, Master Gorilla. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna just stay as a master. Rockstar, boom, relief manager, boom. Now you are a manager at Kansas Avenue. The store that, quote unquote, where all your downfall started, where you met this guy at. Right. Now you're back there, things are full cycle, you're the unit manager there. How does that feel? Um,
1: if you would have asked me two and a half years ago if I'd be in this place now, mm. I tell you, you're out of your mind. No, because I didn't have that much faith in myself at that time. Mm -hmm. But here I am today. And my life's completely different. My family. They all say, you know, we have our sister back. I -hmm. have my daughter back.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Because before the drugs and before. For any of just the nonsense this is who I was uh-huh. um, I was a wonderful mom I worked I, I took care of things and I think this whole experience has made me grow as a person
0: uh-huh. I agree
1: and I wouldn't take any of it back I agree because if I took that back I wouldn't be who I am, I am today. today
0: yeah you know uh there's a book by a guy called Gary Zukav. It's called The Seed of the Soul. He said, a human experience, right, is meant to grow your soul. So, the more things that you go through, they're all preparing you for what's ahead of you. Because uh, knowing you back then, and knowing who you are today, it's like two. Comp- it's like you're speaking to two different people. And the beautiful thing is, it all manifests. When your mom used to say, "That's not my daughter, Charles. I know my daughter." And seeing you now and being at work with you and going to managers' meetings with you and always being around you and joking with you and giving you hell. Now I'm looking at the brandy that your mom was talking about. Now your sisters they have their sister back, your brothers they have their sister back. You know what I mean, and and I just love your story, and I I knew I know for a fact, right? right from this point going forward, it's just gonna be more and more and more for you. You know what I mean? What what uh? What would you tell the brandy? What would you tell the the older brandy?
1: Today, what would I tell Yeah,
0: if you if you if she's sitting right across from you like I am today, what would you tell her?
1: Not to give up. Don't give up. Things will get better. And that's for that's for any addict that thinks life is over, it's not. You could go through hell, but I can promise you, you can get out of it too. Because I was at the very bottom. And today, I'm not going to say I'm on the very top, but I'm working my way up there. i still got a lot to learn too. I make mistakes still. It happened. But don't ever give up hope because your story's not over. Continue to turn your pages. And that's something that I have to remember on a daily. My story's not over. I'm a beautiful disaster. And I'm going to make my mistakes, but it's how I deal
0: with them today. Those... uh... Does your past ever, ever come back to, to haunt you? Do people still look at you and see the, the old brandy?
1: I think my past somewhat comes up um, with just certain things, job mm. opportunities and things like that. But... Even then, I'm still not going to give up. Um, that's who I was. That's not who I am today. And, you know, it's nice to hear, especially my older sister, say I'm somebody she looks up to now because I have overcome so much and because.
0: True, I look up to you because I know. I know if 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 the suits have changed, right? And you put me in your in your position, right? I don't think I will persevere as much as you did. I don't think I will do as great as you did. I don't really think so. I don't I don't think so. You know, I I admire this brandy. You know what I mean? I really really admire this person. I love this person I mean I loved the other brandy as much but this brandy is easier to deal with you know what I mean and I admire the human being that you become and I just know this is just the beginning for you what do you what do you uh, wait what do you want to do with your life moving moving forward and what do you what do you want to do with your life moving forward?
1: Um, I want to own my own home. I've got my five year plan. Uh-huh. I mean I've kind of put it off to the side for a little while but um, I want to finish my hair school and eventually I want to open up my own hair salon and do you know my tattooing stuff like these are things that I've I've enjoyed doing and I've pushed to the side for a very long time but I've got I've got a wonderful husband that backs me on anything that I want to do in life he says he's my number one fan and I truly do believe that okay and we're building that
0: I might I might I might get in trouble for but what I am about to say because you and I at my we and I will still work for a company right mm-hmm. uh and this might not be something they want to hear coming from me because I've done nothing but I think the people I work with my upline they have a lot of respect for me because I I demand respect and I give respect, right? Right. People might be disappointed in hearing me say this. But listen to what I'm about to tell you. One thing about that place, right? The demands of being a manager there sometimes will take away from your ability to pursue your personal goals. Right. Remember, you're working for somebody. You are not the owner. You are an employee. There is a a really huge difference in that. Owning something and working for someone is completely different. Right? Right. When you own something, you have control and leverage when you own something. If you do not own something, you don't have any control or leverage in it. Right? We work for... People will make good money with you. It's, it's nice. It's beautiful, but please do not let it get in the way of your fucking goals. Ever, ever. Go after those goals. Go back to hair school. If you have, if you're gonna take night classes, take them. Do your thing. Yeah. Cause your passion is in hair. And tattoos and all of that do that go after that trust me the the thing we do the demands of it are unreal you know right the demands of it are unreal it's gimme 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 food cost starve food cost starving food cost starving they will hit you, run, hit you, run, hit you, run. So you have to create space. You have to make room to go and and pursue those goals. They are important. Right. You do you not have those ideas just because.
1: Right.
0: You have those ideas because they have always been with you your five-year plan stick to it
1: yeah
0: because ultimately the goal is ultimately is financial independence the goal ultimately is is leaving a legacy behind right Right. can you leave a legacy and financial independence can you leave a legacy behind At Waffle House yeah but is it gonna be as impactful as owning your own business? No. No. So please, please make sure you find room, create room for that part of, for your personal goals. You've already overcome a lot. You've overcome what the regular human being could not overcome. You're a champion, a champion with no trophy. You know what i mean right a champion who who came from literally from the mud from the god or from the the craziest places you can ever you can ever if i sit here and tell you what is the craziest thing you did and you tell me it might blow my mind right what is the craziest thing you've seen you when you tell me it will blow my mind you see what i'm saying that alone should be full should be the foil you need the power you need To go on and and be be greater in whatever it is you want to do me telling you don't give up is like beating a dead horse it's like you already never gave up anyway I don't think you're gonna give up now so you you got this I'm proud of you man thank you a lot of us are proud of you I spoke to your sister by this interview to tell you how proud of she is of you I know she is. your mom is she's beyond proud of you everyone is proud of you you know you've done so much you've overcome look just look since you came to Waffle House right just look at the impact you had from when you came came back which is less than a year ago
1: it has been a year
0: and a half a year and a half since then to now in a year and a half what you were able to accomplish there something that took me way longer about three years four five years maybe you see what i'm saying yeah so you have a gift that the world needs to see you have the create i've seen you draw i've seen you do freehand sketching things you can accomplish you're gifted beyond in my imagination. Take care of take care of yourself. Take care of the people. Remember, everybody is rooting for you. Go ahead and win, Brandy. Thank you. Just thank you for coming here, and sitting down with me, and telling me all of this. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you. You, I love you, man. My dog.
1: Thank you. Thank you, baby.